Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this first Friday after Epiphany, the 12th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Christmas. There are no feasts, festivals, or commemorations on the calendar today. Our readings for today are Psalm 63, Psalm 59, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 1 through 24, Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through 31, and paragraphs 14 through 24 of part 3 of the Large Catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's first reading from the Psalter is the 63rd Psalm. O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips, when I remember you upon my bed, and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 59th Psalm. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil, and save me from bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me. For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord. For no fault of mine they run and make ready. Awake! Come to meet me and see. You, Lord God of hosts, are God of Israel. Rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those who treacherously plot evil. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs, and prowling about the city. There they are, bellowing with their mouths, with swords in their lips, for who, they think, will hear us. But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You hold all the nations in derision. O my strength, I will watch for you, for you, O God, are my fortress. My God, in his steadfast love, will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. Kill them not, lest my people forget. Make them totter by your power, and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouths, the words of their lips, let them be entrapped in their pride. For the cursing and lies that they utter, consume them in wrath. Consume them till they are no more, that they may know that God rules over Jacob to the ends of the earth. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs, 
and prowling about the city. They wander about for food, and growl if they do not get their fill. But I will sing of your strength, I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning, for you have been to me a fortress, and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you, for you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Ezekiel, and we will be reading the 34th chapter, verses 1 through 24. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered, because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered, they wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey, and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves, and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand, and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep, and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples, and gather them from the countries, and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture, and to drink of clear water, that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? 
and must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet, and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, Behold, I, I myself, will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder, and thrust at all the weak with your horns, till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I the Lord will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Romans, and we will be reading the third chapter, verses 19 through 31. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of the nations also? Yes, of the nations also, since God is one who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 3, paragraphs 14 through 24. We pray, therefore, and encourage everyone most diligently to take this counsel to heart, and by no means to despise our prayer. For up to now it has been taught in the devil's name that no one should think about these things. People thought it was enough to have done the act of praying, whether God would hear it or not. But that is staking prayer on a risk and murmuring it at a venture. Therefore, it is a lost prayer. For we let thoughts like these lead us astray and stop us. I am not holy or worthy enough. If I were as godly and holy as St. Peter or St. Paul, then I would pray. But put such thoughts far away, for the same commandment that applied to St. Paul applies also to me. The second commandment is given as much on my account as on his account, so that Paul can boast about no better or holier commandment. You should say, My prayer is as precious, holy, and pleasing to God 
as that of St. Paul, or of the most holy saints. This is the reason. I will gladly grant that Paul is personally more holy, but that is not because of the commandment. God does not consider prayer because of the person, but because of his word and obedience to it. For I rest my prayer on the same commandment on which all the saints rest their prayer. Furthermore, I pray for the same thing that they all pray for, and always have prayed. Besides, I have just as great a need of what I pray for as those great saints, no, even a greater one than they. Let this be the first and most important point, that all our prayers must be based and rest upon obedience to God, regardless of who we are, whether we are sinners or saints, worthy or unworthy. We must know that God will not have our prayer treated as a joke, but he will be angry and punish all who do not pray, just as surely as he punishes all other disobedience. Furthermore, he will not allow our prayers to be in vain or lost. For if he did not intend to answer your prayer, he would not ask you to pray, and add such a severe commandment to it. In the second place, we should be more encouraged and moved to pray, because God has also added a promise, and declared that it shall surely be done for us as we pray. He says in Psalm 50, verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you. And Christ says in the Gospel of St. Matthew, Ask, and it will be given to you, for everyone who asks receives. Chapter 7, verses 7-8 through 8. Such promises certainly ought to encourage and kindle our hearts to pray with pleasure and delight, for he testifies with his own word that our prayer is heartily pleasing to him. Furthermore, it shall certainly be heard and granted, in order that we may not despise it or think lightly of it, and pray based on chance. You can raise this point with him and say, here I come, dear Father, and pray, not because of my own purpose, or because of my own worthiness, but I pray because of your commandment and purpose, which cannot fail or deceive me. Whoever therefore does not believe this promise must note again that he outrages God, like a person who thoroughly dishonors him and accuses him of falsehood. Besides this, we should be moved and drawn to prayer, for in addition to this commandment and promise, God expects us, and he himself arranges the words and form of prayer for us. He places them on our lips for how and what we should pray, so that we may see how heartily he pities us in our distress, and we may never doubt that such prayer is pleasing to him and shall certainly be answered. This, the Lord's Prayer, is a great advantage indeed over all other prayers that we might compose ourselves. For in our own prayers the conscience would ever be in doubt and say, I have prayed, but who knows if it pleases him, or whether I have hit upon the right proportions and form. Therefore, there is no nobler prayer to be found upon earth than the Lord's Prayer. We pray it daily, because it has this excellent testimony, that God loves to hear it. We ought not to surrender this for all the riches of the world. The Lord's Prayer has also been prescribed, so that we should see and consider the distress that ought to drive and compel us to pray without ceasing. For whoever would pray must have something to present, state, and name, which he desires. If he does not, it cannot be called a prayer. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud. If you are somewhere, it would be reasonable to do so. 
but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you, or task set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.